2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theatres May 3rd. We at PG
1: 13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP 01005.
0: It's a big day for the Melbourne Victory hosting this Big Blue on Australia Day Eve. Caroline Carnegie is the Managing Director of Melbourne Victory and she joins us on the line to talk about the Unite event here for Melbourne Victory and of course that not long ago, we had a citizenship ceremony behind us here in the Dan Caroline, welcome to A League Radio. Thank you, gentlemen. So, tell us about the Unite's game and what, uh, first of all, where that started, and tell us a bit about what the initiative is behind it.
2: Sure, no problem. So, our Unite game is traditionally done in our Australia Day or Australia Day Eve fixture, or the, this week, um, obviously leading into an important um, event for the country. And what we try to do for Unite is to celebrate multiculturalism cultural diversity and bringing people together through the banner of football and Melbourne victory. We've done it for a very, very long time here, always before the Big Blue, and we do it in partnership with the Department of Home Affairs and Border Protection. So I think you you mentioned it before, we had 45 new Australians from 26 different countries become citizens here at Amy Park with us today.
0: Tell us about that. the citizenship ceremony and how to host an event like that at this time of year and certainly around the Big Blue as well.
2: Yeah, I mean the the program is brought to to all of us by WorkSafe Victoria and it really is aimed at helping to leverage football promote social inclusion and harmony and it's a really good thing for our club to to be a part of. We're very proud that we get to work with the Department of Home and Affairs on these sorts of things. And in particular I think last year you know a lot of these sorts of ceremonies were done online. So to be able to host here, go through um the ritual with everybody so that they become citizens and then host them at our games so they get exposure to
1: Football in Australia is just something that we're enormously proud of. Hey, Caroline, it's Clint. Um, I just wanted to ask about Tony Popovich and John Didalitza in particular and their influence on the club since they've arrived. I I remember I worked with JD at Melbourne Heart in its inception and he was a smart guy across all things football. I'm just wondering about his influence on the whole of the club atmosphere and particularly Tony Popovich I remember at the Wanderers, he was hands on and he infiltrated all parts of the club. Has he had this, a similar influence here at Melbourne Victory?
2: Yeah, absolutely he has, Clint. I mean, we've um, you know, Tony and JD are both consummate professionals and one of the things that we're really lucky with with both of them is not only do they know their football but they're really proud and passionate about the club. So you know, our football, our administration we're all one team and that's that's obviously led heavily through our football department um, both our men's and our women's so so Jeff Hopkins has always been very good at that as well but making sure that we're sort of all on the same page which really does help create a great culture within the organization and and I think you start to see that as members and fans as well.
0: Now as far as the season that you've had thus far yeah. on the field it's been a, a fantastic revival from where you were certainly this time last year and We're starting to see the reflection of that in the stands and re-engaging with some of the fans that were disenfranchised last season. Tell us a bit about the process that you have had to try and win those fans back after not just the the, the on-field results of last season, but obviously right now across all the sport, it's a difficult prospect to try and bring fans into the stands with COVID concerns and everything else that's happening. What have you been able to do to try and re-engage with that fan base?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's really difficult at the moment with being able to give people the security that they want to come out. So even, you know, aside from our on-pitch results, getting people to come out in public, and I think everybody's seeing that and everyone is suffering as a result. I think the number one thing for me was we wanted to be much better at communicating with our members and our fans about why certain decisions are being made at the club. And we are conscious that we won't always keep everybody happy. But I think for the most part, people need to be given, you know, we need to trust our people. And they've been enormously supportive of us off the back of, you know, the seasons that we've had over the past couple of years. But we need to trust them that we can sort of explain these things to them. And then they understand, uh, you know, the process that we go about when we set a decision. And, you know, that's what we did. Um, yesterday when we announced that our FFA Cup semi-final will be down at GMHBA and it, it was important to us in doing that. We knew that wouldn't be, you know, a fan favourite decision, but there are a lot of factors that played into that. And so for me, to engage people, you've got to be honest with them and transparent and we're trying very hard to do that this season. And you saw that with those sorts of comms, you know, with the member forum that we had, um, you know, just on the eve of the season and just trying to make sure that we keep everybody... You know, on top of you
1: know what the club is doing and why, Caroline. I just wanted to ask a personal question, if I may. Um, I've been I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been a footballer, um, well immersed in the football department, and I've also been on the other side. I've worked in in the administration side of football at, at a, an A club. And if anything, I I reckon yeah. the administration side, the management side, riot the the results of games the emotions of games at a, at a very hot you know at a high level than the players who more often than not remain quite level-headed in their approach to the game sure things turn out in the game that raise or lower those emotions somewhat but do you ride the 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 football results as uh, as I've seen others do in the in the administration side
2: Absolutely I do and and we do as a club. I mean I think it comes back to the point that I made earlier where we don't treat ourselves as a distinction between football and administration. We're one club at Melbourne Victory and we are after all a football club. So the results that we get on the pitch really do dictate how we go about our business and we're all so invested in the club and we all want to see the club succeed. Um, that there's no sort of distinction between how... that. In fact, I think you're right, the players probably do take it a little bit easier because, yeah. you know, it's professional to them and that's what they're trained to do, yeah. whereas we all become very emotional about it. Um, and, and it really very does right. impact the way in which we go about what we're doing too.
0: And we've seen, Caroline, the, the resurgence as far as the fans making their way back in. We certainly saw that before the Omicron outbreak and I think you, you go back to the home game against... Uh, Perth Glory, the the home fixture against Brisbane, particularly that Melbourne derby just before Christmas, that the fans are starting to come back once again and Melbourne victory is starting to head back towards the club that we know that they have been off the field. For yourself, this year, 2022 as a whole, and I know that encompasses two seasons of both uh, men's and women's competitions, but for this year, what do you want to see? What do you want to try and achieve to bring more of those fans back in? And not only that, but also to engage newer fans to come in and, and see a Melbourne victory game and, and to turn them into the victory cause.
2: I mean, we want to see the stadium fall. We couldn't be more thrilled with the numbers that we've been able to get in terms of our active and our north end and the support that we're starting to see filter through. We're, we're conscious that it's a difficult time, as I mentioned before, for a lot of people to come into stadium, whether they're you know, isolating close contacts or nervous about being out in public. But the big thing that we want to do is connect with our people. You know, Melbourne Victory is about the people that, that are part of it, and that's our players and our members and our fans. And if they're not coming to games, we want to be able to connect with them and be close to them 52 weeks a year, regardless of... Um, on the pitch and the on the pitch results are obviously, you know, what we all strive for, but we want to sort of ride the ups and downs with all of our people, be clear and communicate with them and, and you know, be as one. And of course, you know, fill Amy Park and, and uh, win some silverware.
0: Caroline, I know we've got to let you go, and we do thank you for your time. One last question I wanted to ask you, and that's regarding active support, have had a checkered history, particularly in, in recent times. But they are starting to, we're starting to see that North End, as you mentioned, refilled again. But again, it comes back to the point there are a lot of people that were disenfranchised with events that have taken place prior to your arrival to the club. What have you done, and what are you hoping to continue to do to? bring them back and to try and nurture that active support back to the level that it was in victory's heyday and even surpass that
2: i mean I, I think you know the active supporters support passionate supporters the same as a lot of other people throughout the stadium but they make it's not lost on us how important they are to us and to football and the atmosphere that they make that is so unique to us what i've tried to do is just it's similar to with everybody else, open the lines of communication. We are in regular communication around it. You know, we understand what what makes them tick or we try to. Um, we want them to understand how any, you know, behavioural issues impact on the club as well. And, you know, there'll be some push and pull on those sorts of things as they grow organically which we've seen this season but you know it's really important to us that we do advocate for these guys as well because they're such an important part of the Melbourne Victory family and what we can offer to everybody else as well and that includes us liaising with stakeholders in stadium and Victoria Police and opposition and with our security team and making sure that we are providing a really safe environment for everybody else but allowing them to do what they do best, which is creating an amazing atmosphere for our people at games and also for our players.
0: Okay, Elaine, thank you so much for spending some time with us on A-League Radio. Good luck for tonight and for the remainder of the season.
2: Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022
1: semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.